Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. Everyone benefits, not least your business as a whole, when the next in line to manage step up, grasp responsibility, and show leadership talent in their own right. But who's going to show them the way? From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. The ultimate responsibility of strong succession planning is, of course, you. Speaker and author Anneli Blundell has co-written a practical how-to book about leadership and how you, as the leader of leaders, so to speak, can nurture the leadership qualities of the people around you. But it isn't always so easy. The book's titled Developing Direct Reports, Taking the Guesswork Out of Leading Leaders and it offers a step-by-step process for managing even the trickiest of individuals, those who potentially derail good leadership by dysfunctional workplace behaviour. How do you deal with the micromanager, for example, or the know-it-all, the fence-sitter, the doer who refuses to delegate? And Nelly lists the 12 most common derailers to good relationships and how to respond to them. And if you'd rather leave leadership development to someone else, because, frankly, you haven't got time, well, Anneli would like you to think again. She explains to Heather Dawson. What we're suggesting in this book is that we change leadership development. We turn it on its head a little bit. So typically what people do is when they want to develop leadership in their staff, they might look to send them on a course, a leadership development course, which is very, very sensible. And sometimes not always... hmm, practical. Um, There's an element of time out of the business. And there's also a question around how effective are these leadership development programs? Because when you take someone out of the business and you dump them in a wonderful immersion experience in a great environment and they learn some cool things, then they come back to reality. And if they're not being reinforced or they're not having enough time to practice those skills, it was a great day with a good lunch, but sometimes those skills don't really translate. So we need to do something differently. And what we're suggesting in this book is that leaders take an active role in coaching and mentoring and developing the next level of leadership in their business. And it's not just skills we're talking about, it's all sorts of other competencies. Absolutely. So one of the things we've noticed is that when it comes to leadership and the derailing of careers in a leadership space, a lot of this has to do with interpersonal issues. A lot of this has to do with leadership style. So it's not technical competency. Most people who turn up to work, they know what they're doing. The next level for them or the next layer for them is more around their leadership skills. It's a second strength, if you like. Well, in your book, you've highlighted uh, 12 common derailers of good leadership, which is an interesting part of the book. Can you run through some of them? Absolutely. So we picked the 12 most common. So we did a lot of research around what were the ones that we kept seeing again and again. So you should be able to recognize some of these. And we've given them some jazzy names just to make it interesting. So number one, staller. This is about analysis paralysis, people who can't make a decision and can't move forward and are just inundated with too much information. Number two is the controller. This is the original command and control type of leadership. Number three is the cyclone. This is the bull at a gate. People are so enthusiastic and they're so keen to get going that they leave a trail of destruction and not many people coming with them behind them. Number four, we're looking at the doer. This is the classic inability to delegate. Basically, I'm so good at what I do. I only know how to do what I do and I don't know how to give it off to other people. 
there should be bells ringing by now, I'm hoping, as people are listening to these things, we usually have noticed some of these patterns. Number five is the avoider. These are people who prefer to keep the peace and they're quite conflict averse. Number six is the fence sitter. This is the indecisive leader. And we all know that the worst decision is no decision. So really, we just need people to kind of move it along a little bit and make a decision. Number seven is the know-it-all. This is when people are close to the ideas of others. And it's very hard to have the pressure of having to know everything because it's just not common sense nowadays. Number eight is the guardian. This is the person who's unable to move with the times, to keep up with the innovation. They're quite stuck in the good old ways, which have got you what you've got now, but possibly not for what you need in the future. And number eight is the good old micromanager. I think enough said. I think we've all known a micromanager (coughs) or been one, dare I say. (laughs) Uh, um, Number 10 is the poker face. So this is the leader who doesn't really show a lot of emotion. I like to joke that they, they don't really tell their face what they're wanting to tell their people. So you can't read them very easily. And number 11 is the people burner. So this is the person with low people skills. And number 12 is the tactician. So this is the poor strategic thinker. They're so focused on the day-to-day that they're not really able to step back and take a look at the bigger picture. Well, Annalie, I think we can all recognise some of those people. And interestingly, in your book, you go through each one and show how to work with them and adapt to help them change their ways a bit. Absolutely, because the point of this book is not necessarily to say, look, here are all the ways that people derail their own leadership. It's more to say that typically what we do when we get these behaviours is that we don't know what to do with them and we treat the symptom, not the cause. So we write people off as being bad with people or that I'm just not that way, I can't do anything about that's who I am. But actually... If you look at the intention that drives that behaviour, probably that person is just focused on getting a good result. They're not focused on being bad with people. They're focused on something else. So how do we take their intention and separate that from the behaviour we're seeing and redirect that motivation to something more useful like the idea of wanting to get a good outcome through taking people with you? That's what we want to do. What happens if a direct report, as you call them, um, doesn't want to change. Don't change them. (laughs) It's pretty simple. And this one's really hard for people to come at, I think. There's two aspects to this. If the person doesn't want to change because they think it's impossible for them to change and that's just who they are and they don't want to be changed, I say that's fair enough and you will never make them change. The whole lead a horse to water. Don't even bother. If they are open to the idea that they don't have to change their personality, we are not trying to make you somebody else. We are not trying to make you inauthentic. All we are trying to do is build some behavioural flexibility around the way they work or their style so that they are perceived in the way they are intending. And if they're open to that, then they can absolutely be coached. That was speaker and author Anneli Blundell. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Be Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.